Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word. How I love to tell the story of God's redemption plan how Jesus died to take my sins away but my finest words cannot express what one rugged tree said best for nails to it was all God had to say the cross said it's all the cross said it's all without a For the cross and it's all To prove his love like nothing else could God used three nails and two pieces of wood As the cross said it's all He could the heavens or he could spell it in the stars he could even paint it across the sky for all to
Here at St. Matthew's, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus, our Savior, died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. We'd love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at SMBChurchNJ or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. Jesus saves.
miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he is worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive glory, power, and dominion. We praise God from whom all blessings flow. And we praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He woke us up early this morning and started us on our way. He's worthy of all praise, glory, honor, and adoration. And we worship him this morning. This is worship. Pharaoh, let my people go that they may worship me in the wilderness. We thank God for Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, how sweet the name. Jesus remains the same. Let the earth proclaim his mercy forevermore. We thank God for dying on our place on the cross. He's worthy to be praised. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. And he's the ending. And we continuously look to him. We look to the hills from whence cometh our help. He's the only true and living God. Amen. He's the Son of God and God the Son. The Father sent the Son, Ephesians 1, and the Son died, was buried, rose again, and ascended to the right hand of the Father and sent the Holy Spirit. And he's coming back for a church without spot or without wrinkle. Truly God is an awesome God. Now we praise God for yesterday. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for yesterday. Amen. Our church site was chosen by the governor's office with a thousand dosages for uh, the community, our congregation and others. And we had hundreds and hundreds of people come. A lady came as far as Princeton uh, to get a shot. And everyone that stepped into that building got a shot. We gave a track to. See, our, listen, our priority is Christ. Amen. And him crucified. And I'm thankful. It was a beautiful day. Thank God for my executive director, Lena Mitchell Ziegler, who ran the whole operation and did it with excellence. I love her. I thank God for her and all the staff, our, 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 some of our elders, Reverend Jackson and uh, Deacon Armstead, Deacon Sherman Hopkins and others, our security Holland and uh, amen. Uh, they they did a, a great, great job. Marcus and uh, Tanya and Tamika in the Baptist Church. Don't leave a name out. And Yvette, amen. Lauren and uh, uh, all of our staff. Rodney, of course. And and uh, we just thank God for our deacons and our outreach people. And then all the volunteers. We want to give you a hand clap. Thank you for serving. In Jesus Christ. TV station asked me in an interview, why do you do this? I say, well, we exalt our Christ to serve our congregation and our community. I want, I want everybody to know that Jesus is the reason for the season. Can I get a witness? And I'm very happy and I'm very elated of how everything went yesterday. Truly God is an awesome God and hopefully... Uh, after May 1st, when the second dosage is ministered to the people that came yesterday, then we will look to the governor's office to get 
future dosages for younger people. And uh, so we'll, we'll keep you abreast of what's going on. But I'm thankful, amen, uh, for everything that transpired yesterday. God truly is an awesome, awesome God. I want you to continue to pray as we are scheduling our reopening of our church, May 23rd. Two services, an hour and a half each, 8 to 9.30 and 10.30 to 12. Celebratory will be space, we'll mask, and have a lot of hand sanitizers. The building will be sanitized and want you to come back so we can resume worship. Amen. So we praise God. I want you to be faithful in your giving. Give online and send your envelopes in the P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. But I want to just thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. God truly is a great, great God. Amen. And uh, so we thank God for that. Now this morning, this morning, we're dealing with transitions. Transitions, the challenge of change, a sudden sidebar. We're in Acts chapter 16, one of my favorite chapters. I want to slow up this series Righteous responsibility to the faith. We're on the faith. We're getting ready to transition to the family, but we're on the faith. Our righteous responsibility to the faith began with trust. We've got to trust Jesus with our lives. It moved from trust to truth. Jesus said, amen, that he is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. We the trust the truth, the transformation that as we continuously believe we are metamorphosized. We are changed gradually, progressively, like a caterpillar into a butterfly. So we dealt with trust, truth, transformations, trials. How do we as believers make it through trials? Amen. And then tribulations. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And then transfers. We need to transfer all of our troubles to Jesus and leave it in his hands. The day is transitions. And I want to deal with this comprehensively as possible. Because some of us don't do good do you know, do good with changes. We don't do good with transitions. We try to keep the same mindset, the same, uh, you know, movement, motive, and all that. And it doesn't work out. Uh, these uh, changes, sudden sidebars, having served seven years in the military during the Vietnam era, I, I was stationed at different bases. Every base demanded transitional change. You couldn't take the same mindset into different bases. They had a different mission. They, you know, they had a different uh, organization. And, and I had to learn that at every, listen, at every juncture of my life, whenever there was a transition, I had to make some changes. Now, let me, let me, let me stop Pull up, park, slow up, 
That is, changes will force you to make changes. Nothing remains the same. Nothing remains the same. Changes, changes, changes. That transitions, amen, in life are new reconsiderations. New recalculations, new reorganizations. That as as we begin to dive into this area of transition, the new reorganiz the, the new reconsiderations deals with our direction. Where you going, how you gonna get there. The new recalculations We'll deal with our difficulties in preventing defeat. And the new reorganizations will deal with a delivered outcome. Three, three so-called initiatives that we must face if we're going to, amen, make the quantum Leap, and I want to I want to say this that that as we um, are faced with these changes, Amen. We have to be focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is uh, the person we must see metaphorically. He's the voice we must hear. He's the instructor we must adhere to if we're going to be successful with these transitions. So some of the transitions that come in life, marriage, when you get married, you got to reconsider some things, recalculate some things, (laughs) and reorganize some things in your life. Not only marriage, but ministry, divorce, career, uh, relocation, um, health issues, getting old, amen, the unforeseeable, there, all of these require transitions. And, and, and so one of the things that we must understand is that here in the book of Acts, the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles is the proper title, not the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles, that in chapter 1 we see our risen Christ who walked the earth, was on earth 40 days, tell his disciples go in Jerusalem and wait. He, te- he catches a cloud back to glory. Amen. Chapter 2 is the celebration of Pentecost. Listen, Pente is 50 and Coste is 10, 10 times 50, 50 days after the Passover. Uh, Watch this now. Is Pentecost celebration from Leviticus, Amen. And and the interesting thing about Pentecost is that when he told the disciples go in Jerusalem and wait, since he was on earth forty days after he had died and was buried and rose again, that's the Passover. They only had to wait ten days to Pentecost. And and in chapter two, they were all hundred and twenty were in the upper room, Amen, uh, and waiting. And the Holy Spirit fell upon them and dwelt them and filled them. 
Amen. And then chapters 3 and 4, we see persecution of the early church, preaching by Peter of the early church. And then 5 to 15, we see the unfolding of uh, episodes of the growth of the early church. Chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira, who were saved, were killed by the Holy Spirit for lying to the Holy Spirit. Chapter 15, we see a council at Jerusalem to discuss circumcision. Is circumcision still intact under the church age? And the answer is no. Our circumcision is spiritual. When Jesus comes into your life, he circumcises you. Praise the name of Jesus. So when we get to chapter 16, we start to see these, listen, transitions in Paul's mind, in Paul's movements. And on a second missionary journey, chapter 16, he picks up young Timothy. Amen. Takes Timothy with him, Silas with him. And only in chapter 16, second missionary journey, let me give you the historicity. Luke, who wrote Acts, speaks in the first person. Chapter 16, we. And so Luke joined them. But it's here that I want to acknowledge about these transitions. Now, some of us don't do good with transitions. We are inflexible. We got to do everything the same way, remain uh, the same motive, the same speed, da 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 And you're going to run into problems because life demands a sudden sidebar of changes. Amen. Trust me. That um, when we begin to look at Acts 16, and it's right before you, we start to see these great changes taking place in the life of the Apostle Paul. So in chapter 16, that as Paul, Silas and Timothy, Second Missionary Journey, it's a historical book, not doctrinal, as they are traveling with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, and are about to enter into Asia, the Bible says, getting 16.5, 16.6, and on, that the Spirit forbade them. Now, this is kind of mysterious. Uh, Paul had no indication of this new vision. Now let me stop, pause, and park and give you definition of vision. Vision is not this mysterious thing that an angel comes out of heaven in your bedroom and talks to you like he talked to Mary. No, no, that's not a vision. When you go back to Acts chapter 10, amen, Cornelius was told by the Spirit to go find Peter. And at the same time, the Spirit told Peter, Cornelius is coming to your house to ask you some questions. And Peter was on a rooftop relaxing and he heard a knock at the door and Peter knew it was Cornelius because the Spirit had told him, vision is an internal persuasion calling of God. It's, it's something that God has placed heavily on your heart that is always, listen to this, confirmed by God. People say they have visions, God ain't confirming nothing. It's not a vision, it's television. 
And, and, and so Paul, as he is traveling, we see the transition of reconsideration. God's vision. God's vision. God's vision, amen, is the challenge of change. And, and as Paul, you can read chapter 16, as Paul is getting ready to go into deeper into Asia, there is this man in a vision from Macedonia that calls out to Paul and says, come and help us. So he gets a vision, and the apostle Paul, amen, once he received the vision, amen, once he felt guided by God, the Holy Spirit, Listen, Paul, Timothy, and Silas, amen, went down into Philippi, chapter 16, the beginning of the church at Philippi, chapter 17, the beginning of the church at Thessalonica, chapter 18, 19, 20, the beginning of the church at Corinth, 18, and then uh, Ephesus, So we start to see the seven churches of Asia Minor, amen, in Paul's vision. It was God's will. The Spirit forbade him to go any further. Now, now one one of the reasons that I'm, I'm bringing this up about transitions, you got to reconsider when God decides to make a change. You cannot keep going the way you've been going. You cannot keep doing what you've been doing. You've got to understand that changes are inevitable. Changes hit us every day. Change in our health, a change in our strength, a change in our fortitude, change with our children, change with our grandchildren, change with our parents, change. Changes are going to come. They're inevitable. And, and, and so, child of God, when Paul was confronted with a new vision, this Macedonian man said, come over and help us. Paul immediately went towards Macedonia. And, and let me synopsize the story for the sake of time. And met a woman of purple called Lydia. Witness to her, got her saved, baptized her, and she begged them to stay at her house. Her house became the church. Now let me let me let me give some credence to this. When we reconsider God's vision for our lives and proceed forth, God opens doors. He opens doors. He opened the door. For Paul, Timothy, and Silas to stay at Lydia's house. And this was the new vision. He followed the vision of the Macedonian saying, come over and help us. Uh, reorder, re, redefine, reconsider what you're about to do. You cannot matriculate through life hoeing on 
to the same priorities. Ah. Using your pains as a victim for reasons. You've got to know when God is asking for a reconsideration of his new vision. If you didn't want to change, shouldn't have got married. If you didn't want to change, shouldn't have had children. If you didn't want to change, you shouldn't uh, ask for a new career. If you didn't want to change, you shouldn't retire. You shouldn't have relocated. Do I have a witness up in the house? Yeah, yeah, that, that there's a reconsideration. An order, if you will, of change. Paul comes into Philippi. It's God's will. And here's the interesting thing. The Spirit of God forbade him. Now, we don't know how that came about. Could have been a, a dream. Could have been a vision. Could have been circumstances. Could have been opposition. The Spirit closed the door. You can't go into uh, Asia you must go into Asia Minor, the Macedonian call. You better know when God is telling you to proceed and when God is telling you to stop. Mm. So many Christians are frustrated because they're continually trying to go somewhere where God's not with them. Mm. There's a reconsideration in the vision And I love this because God's vision has even changed with me. I mean, I'm going to promote Jesus Christ. He is the most important person in my life. I'm going to die being totally obligated to him. Nobody's changing that. I don't care about politics. I don't care about pride. I don't care about, uh, you know, pollution. I don't care about making money. Uh, My whole life is promoting Jesus. Well, how did I get here? Progressively. Uh, From my filth to my faith. Do I have a witness? Yeah. From my calamity to my calling. Amen. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God that leads one to salvation. First to the Greek, then to the Jew. Listen listen what he's saying. Hallelujah. There's a reconsideration. New vision. New vitality. Yeah. New, new, New promotion. Thank you, Jesus. And then and then the second thing we see in the 16th chapter is not only a, a reconsideration, but a recalculation. Young people, listen to me. God's venue and the reconsideration was change. Be open to change under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Change your attitude in your marriage. Change your attitude to people. Change your attitude, amen, to the world. Change your attitude to yourself. Stop functioning on old data. Stop continuing to go into confusion. This new venue, recalculation, and we all, most of our cars, 
we have this GPS system, which, amen, utilizes satellites in outer space. And as, as we program something for directional purposes, it'll come back with a recalculation. Once we get off, amen, course, it'll say recalculating, recalculating, and it'll give you another calculation to get back to where you're supposed to be. Recalculation. God wants us to know that every once in a while, all of us miss our turn. And we need a recalculation of the Holy Spirit. And when we don't have peace, and when we don't have power, when we, amen, are full of pessimistic pains, you missed your turn. Because God is a God of peace. God is a God of power. Listen to this. This recalculation is that Paul understood the new venue. And to make a long story short, as him and Silas was preaching, a little girl who, would, who was demonized started speaking out about Paul and actually saying, Listen to these men, they are of God. Paul discerned she was from Satan. And he rebuked and he rebuked the demons inside of her. Now, let me stop Paul's apart because your recalculation and my recalculation is going to bring conflict. It's going to bring conflict. Satan does not want you to change for Jesus. Satan does not want you channeling the Holy Spirit. Satan does not want you, amen, uh, charging others with Christ. He wants to keep you quiet. He wants to keep you secret. Mm. And, and so, so Paul, Paul delivered this girl and her... Uh, the people that was making money on her because she had this gift of divination telling the future. They came to the magistrates and said, these men are preaching a doctrine that's not uh, good with us. And, and of course, they threw Paul and Silas in jail. They beat them and put them in jail. There are times when we recalculate our venues that there will be conflict. Don't assume that conflict is of the devil. Sometimes conflict is you being led by God. He will guide you into conflict in order to get the conquest. <sighs> no trials, <sighs> no trouble. No transformation. You've got to put yourself on the front line for Jesus. A new venue. A new venue. They came into the city of Philippi and they delivered this demon-possessed girl. You know the story. Hallelujah. Acts is full of stories that will blow your mind. In Acts chapter 19... When the sons of Sceva, the seven sons of Sceva tried to duplicate the gifts of Paul, yeah, 
Hang in there with me because Acts is about Peter and Paul. Peter, Peter's the first 10 chapters. Paul is 11 on. Amen. Each church was established by the apostle Paul. Paul was knocked down Damascus Road, Acts chapter 9, went into a, a street called Straight, Acts chapter 10, and, and you, you know the story. It just goes on and on. And then he, hey, hey, man, his eyes was open in Ananias' house, and he got a missionary journey. There's three missionary journeys. He's on a second missionary journey now. Paul was sold out for Jesus. I do I have a witness. Lost his family, lost his friends, lost his place in Judaism. Paul was on fire for Jesus. Ah. These are Pauline epistles. These are the, the churches that were established end up being Pauline epistles. But listen to me. And and try to try to try to track this. The recalculations was the further I enter into God's will, there will be conflict. Because I am volunteering to fight Satan. Mm. To the glory of God. God is not going to leave you there. Weeping may endure for nights on 30, but joy will come in the morning. I'm talking to somebody this morning. You need a recalculation. You need to leave where you are, new venue, and you need to go where God wants you to go. You need to do what God wants you to do. You need to stop being obstinate, rebellious. Amen. You, you, you need to drop your his, historicity of mess and let God lead you. Trusting him and him alone. Do I have a witness? We want to stay at the same place and we want God to perform miracles. God said, nope. As you are going, I will bless you. As you are doing, I will bless you. As you are changing, I will bless you. As you are challenged, I will bless you. I will open doors like I did at Lydia's house. And I don't mind. Hallelujah. I, 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 I don't mind the reconsiderations because God keeps opening doors for me. I, I don't mind the recalculations because my Lord is faithful. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm preaching up in this place. The Lord is good and he's a stronghold in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountain be cast into the sea, though the, mount, the mountains raw, though, though, though the waters raw, there is, hallelujah, a stream. There will always be a stream. God's in control. Even when I'm out of control, he's in control. Do I have a witness? There's a new venue. It was conflict. Uh, uh, there was confrontation. Because Paul decided to recalculate. Hmm. And then we hit our final. And we see ah, a transition, a reorganization. Hmm. God's victory. God's vision. 
reconsideration, God's venue, recalculation, God's victory, reorganization, confidence. Where does my confidence in Christ come from? Hearing his voice. A still, small voice in a storm. I'm with you to the end of the age. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have opened doors for you. I have blessed you. It is here that we see proof of Paul's confidence. Ah, this gets me excited. Paul and Silas was placed in prison. Historians say they were placed down in the cold, deep, dark, damp prison cells with rats. They were chained. Guards were there to guard them. And Paul looked to Silas and said, you know what, Silas? Let's start praising his name. See, everybody can't praise God in prison. Some of us can only praise God when we go to church and there's nothing in our lives that are strangleholding us. But I dare you to get in prison. I dare you to get in a habit. I dare you to get in a, in, in, in a, a come, come on now, in a situation. I dare you. I dare you to get weak and start praising his name. I dare you to praise him as a prisoner. They praised him. Now, wait a minute. How outlandish is that? If God is God, why did he allow me to go to prison? So you could praise him. Do I have a witness? And witness his power to get you out. Without prison, you can't experience the power. Without prison, you really can't praise him in truth. God's got to let us go to prison. Ah, some of you are in prison this morning. And they praise God day and night. God didn't come when they started praising him. God didn't come at 6, 7, 8 o'clock. God didn't come at 9, 10, or 11 o'clock. But the Bible says, but at midnight. The power of God earthquaked and the jail busted open and they eh, came loose from their chains. And when they came loose, a Philippian jailer. Let me stop pausing, Park, because sometimes we don't understand why we got to go to prison. You got to go to prison for somebody else you don't know to get saved. Or do I have a witness? And the prisoner knew that if they got out, it was his life. Paul said, we're all here. And the prisoner looked at Paul and said, what must I do to be saved? Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, and if your family follows you, you and your family will be saved. Do I have a witness? You see, you got to go to prison to praise him. 
I'm tired of hearing about these so-called saints praising them when everything's going well. Praising them when the family's right. Praising them when the marriage is right. Praising him when the finances are right. Praising him when you don't have any health issues. You just praising. No, that's a false praise. I dare you to praise him as a prisoner. I'm going through hell. I'm, I'm going through hard times. I'm, I'm going through shaky, shaky foundations. Can I get a witness? I'm going through a whole lot of mess, but God, who is rich in mercy, they praised him as a prisoner. And I'm learning to praise him as a prisoner. Can I get a witness? I may not be everything I ought to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm praising him as a prisoner. I'm a prisoner in my health. I'm a prisoner in my mind. I'm a prisoner in my tribulations. I'm a prisoner in my trial. But God will do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. They praised him. There was a reconsideration. There was a recalculation. There was a a reorganization. That this church at Philippi had seen a new vision, a new venue, and a new victory. God bought them out. Don't think when you're in God's will is going to be rosy all the time. Change, conflict, confidence. What a God we serve. Now let me blow your mind. Because your deliverance was determined before your difficulty. Your praise was called for before your prison. God's power was in place before your problems. We walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus has all power. Hallelujah in his hands. No weapon. Isaiah 54 formed against you shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. We need to move through these transitions with the reconsideration, recalculation, and the reorganization. You can be saved this morning by placing faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again with all power in his hands. He's the Son of God and God the Son. Listen, ask him to come to your life and save you. And then wait for the transitions. God will give you a new vision, a new venue, and a new victory. We love you. Our righteous responsibility is not only trust, truth, transformation, trials, tribulations, transference, transitions, but next week, triumph. We love you. We're coming back to church May 23rd. Lord, spare life. Delay is coming, 2021. 8 to 9.30 is the first service. Space, mass, sanitized building. And then 10.30 to 12.
We want to see your face in the place. We love you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewsfbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. How I love to tell the story of God's redemption plan. How Jesus died to take my sins away. But my finest words cannot express what one old rugged tree said best for nails to it was all God had to say the cross said it's all the cross said Without a word, God's heart was heard for the cross and its all to prove his love like nothing else could. God used three names and two pieces of wood as the cross. Could write it in the heavens or here.
in the stars He could even paint it across the sky For all to Forgiveness still resounds from Calvary, Calvary, the cross. 